We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. <sighs> Sorry I'm late, everyone. It's all right. The meeting's just getting started. Are you in your closet? Yeah, it's the quietest place. <laughs> ah, not the roomiest, though. Getting closer with your closet these days? That uh, dinosaur costume behind you? What? No. <laughs> the Container Store's custom closet sale is here to help with up to 25% off closet systems and free virtual in-home closet design. Who wants Sean to put on the dino suit? Really, guys? The Container Store, where space comes from. Bruce Buffer. And now, it's time for the voice of mixed martial arts. We are it's Bruce Buffer. Bruce Buffer. From the shores of Malibu where the waves are pumping to the Great Wall of China and back to the streets of Santiago, Chile, where the UFC is coming. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about but may be afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you. We talk about everything on It's Time. President Trump, film, current events, sex, drugs, rock and roll, sports, UFC, basketball, you name it. We talk about it. It's No Holds Barred Radio, folks, and I'm here with my co-host... Hi, this is Stephanie from Safeway. Exciting news! Safeway, Chevron, and Texaco are offering even more savings at the pump. Now through September 8th, shop at Safeway and redeem up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards at participating Chevron and Texaco stations and at Safeway fuel stations. Shop Safeway this week and earn up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards. This is Stephanie from Safeway, and we'll see you soon. Maximum gas reward at participating Chevron or Texaco stations is $1 per gallon in a single fill-up, up to 25 gallons for a limited time. Other restrictions and exclusions apply. See complete details in-store or at Safeway.com. TJ DeSantis. TJ, another week has passed. We're a week older, but hopefully a week wiser and richer. How are you doing? Uh, I'm good. Another week passed. Another, what, like 38,000 miles traveled for you? Oh, God. I got to tell you something. This trip, I love, you know, I love Brazil, but I, I'm not crazy about the flights to get there. If I'm going to Sao Paulo, it's a direct flight from, right. uh, from L.A., but I had to go to the beautiful Rio de Janeiro, and um, I took Copa Airlines which is a nice airline, but when I got on there for this 12 to 14-hour flight, the seat doesn't go all the way back. I know I sound like a prima donna by saying that, but when you spend the money that has to be spent for a business class ticket, you know, I love those seats that go Wait, all the way back. So a business class ticket doesn't fully recline? It was an older plane where uh, the, the back goes back a little bit. It's 2018, though, Buff. Like, make the modifications required to get a – I mean, that's not business class. I'm sorry. Well, let me tell, let me tell you the funny but not so funny part. Between the flying like that, and again, in coach, you have to fly like that too. And you know, the fighters fly coach. It's you got to stretch, you got to walk. So I, I get back, to, I get to Rio, I get to my hotel, beautiful hotel on the beach. We're going to talk a little more about that. 
but the beds are hit and miss in, in Brazil sometimes. They're either not the most comfortable, supportive beds, or they're just a nice bed with so-so pillows, right? It depends on the hotel. I got the so-so bed with the so-so pillows. Okay, I train in the morning, get myself together. And between the, the flight, the bed, I'm in my tuxedo. I'm getting ready to go to the show. I sit down. I bend over to tie my shoes. As I sit up, my back goes out. Oh, <laughs> right no, before the show. No. Right before the show, yeah. Is this something new, or have you had back problems? Uh, you know what? I, I tore, when I was kickboxing, I tore up my back a little bit in uh, ring work. And uh -huh. since then, occasionally, you know, if I'm not stretched out, that injury, as we all have, you know, injuries that reoccur through life, it right. comes back. And it's just that one little ping. Yeah. And then you feel, if you ever hurt your back, you get a ping and you feel the warmth mm. just go around your pelvis as all the muscles are reacting. It's not a good and, kind of warmth. No, no, no. It's not that kind of warmth. And, and, and then when that happens, the body's natural reaction is to like spasm or seize up right. to prevent any further injury. So I wasn't exactly... Uh, physically 100%, but obviously adrenaline takes over. As always with me, I've done this show with one knee. I've done it with a blown-up back before, 104 degrees. You know the routine. Right. These guys are and, and women are putting their blood, sweat, and tears on the line. I am the announcer. It is not about me. It's about them. I have nothing to complain about, and, and it actually motivates me to do a better job. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned those injuries that sort of lie in wait. Uh, e even if you aren't all that injured when they occur say in your 20s or 30s or teens even but they, like i said like the seed is planted um i i haven't trained mixed martial arts or really grappled in probably 10 or 15 years buff and every once in a while i get this horrible pain in my left elbow and i never had any elbow issues except for the one time i got arm barred terribly and mm -hmm. uh it's it still every once in a while just comes and gets me and like i said this was this happened when I was, I mean, I don't know, probably 20, 21 years old, and uh, it's still there. You, your body never yeah. forgets. No, no, it doesn't. It, and then another respect on the good side, let's say for myself, where my, my physicality, my musculature and everything is from years and years of martial arts, surfing and swimming. Right. And, and, I, and of course, first off, I was a swimmer. So when I go surf or if I go swim, my body reacts because muscle there's a thing called muscle memory mm -hmm. right i never even started lifting weights till i was like 25 years old i would do arm curls right. 200 push-ups a day and swimming and the martial arts so when i swim it's like my muscles react and i'm like whoa i look like i just left the gym there's muscle memory in your muscles too as well as injury memory like you're talking about. right yeah i mean it's amazing it's amazing what the body uh does really well and also does really poorly you mentioned like the body seizing up and and spasming like that's its natural defense but really it it's what causes people to unfortunately perish in really bad uh situations you know it's that old analogy like uh you know th there's a drunk driver uh that hits a you know, sober person and the drunk driver lives even if their car is more mangled but just because their body was more relaxed throughout the impact and whatnot it's it, it's horribly sad but it's you know the body despite you know what's really in its best interest at times um, it, it can't go against nature. It can't go against uh, instinct. Wait, you know, and, and then we'll, I'm going to go to another subject, but on that subject you just talked about, it's like when I was younger, you know, and, and the kids, uh, you know, my friends and all, they'd be just, you know, smoking pot and everything on right. the ski slopes, mm -hmm. right? I once read an article that they said that the people that smoke pot on the ski slopes, when they fall, they actually have less of a chance of getting hurt yeah. because their bodies are more relaxed as they're hitting the snow. Well, it's you know? like pro wrestlers will tell you when you take a bump, 
they call it in the business, you're supposed yeah, to just Bob. relax your body as much as possible because when your totally. body is when your body is relaxed, it just absorbs the impact much more than if you're uh, tense and tight. That's when injuries happen, and uh, it's kind of crazy. I mean, we're learning a lot about you know the the oddities of marijuana that have always been sort of chastised and and ridiculed there, there's a lot of benefits i'm not saying that anybody should go hit the slopes and get high on their way down no no but, no 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 but no. but <laughs> it, it it is interesting to note that uh, yeah the the body's response to that when in traumatic situations uh, you come out the better side a little bit uh, more often than not you know how i relax on the slopes i used to have ski poles that were hollow they're made this way uh huh one was filled with cognac, and the other, and the other was filled with the other was filled with peppermint schnapps. And I, people used to look at me at the ski lines, and I'd be sticking my poles in my mouth all the time, and they're wondering, "What's with that guy?" Right? Uh, why is he always the, happy? What's he What's he putting in his mouth there? Why is he doing that? Well, I actually liked the poles because they were heavier because they were filled with booze, right? Right. Yeah. So I was actually getting a workout, you know, oh, lifting the poles. Right. I swear to God, this is so true. I can't begin to tell you. It was my favorite. I wish I still had them. I don't even know they sell these things anymore. They were the best. Yeah, that's. I mean, we. That's yeah. epic. That's that's so amazing. <laughs> so that worked out. All right, listen. Uh, we got. I, I want to cover a subject right now that's very important. Yeah. Hawaii is on red alert. Oh man. After the ash clouds and the shooting lava, this is a very scary situation. I've always said Mother Nature can erupt any time. The Earth froze over millions of years ago. Meteors, you know, were supposedly one of the reasons the Earth was created. All these kind, of, or rather, that the Earth froze over. You know, there's all these theories out there. Eddie Bravo, come talk to us. But all I can say is, no matter how much technology, this can happen again. Because look at this, Kailua volcano. Mm-hmm. I mean, what they are going through over here, and now the effects that they have to worry about. Um, there's a plum of ash from this volcano. It's now 12,000 feet in the air. Mm. They're worried about acid rain. They're, I mean, this this island is in danger, TJ. This is horrible. Yeah, um, and, and I'm not saying that this isn't horrible by any means, but I can guarantee you that uh, a good chunk of the uh, Hawaiian population there has always known that something like this could happen. Absolutely. It doesn't mean it's any easier when it actually does happen, but I, I, I'm sure that... Uh, you know, I, I guess I can't say I'm sure, but but I hope that the uh, officials in Hawaii have you know gone through adequate drills and preparation to uh, make sure that they're you know ready for something like this that's already happened to them and anything that may happen in, in the future. It's it's unfortunate, and you just kind of sit back and hope for the best. Uh, it's really all you can do at this point. Well, it's all you can do, but the, here's the situation now. <clears throat> what the residents have to worry about. I mean, when I lived in Malibu, we knew fires were going to hit us every right, few years, right. right? But we still live there, right? Right. In this case, with Mother Nature coming up from beneath, which is how the Earth was created, if you're of that theory of thought, which I am, um, you know, I can go farther into that too. Uh, the scorching lava has already swallowed dozens of homes and vehicles. It's, it's, it's already destroyed 37 structures. So now, in addition to the lava and the toxic gases, there's a thing called... Priatic eruptions. And this is a big concern now. Mm. So the lava lake in the crater has been dropping since May the 2nd. And this increases the chances of these phreatic explosions. The problem is that when these explosions happen, it's hard to warn the residents in enough time right. that would be in the path of such an eruption. So you either worry and play it safe and vacate now, or there's a chance, you know, even the lava right. moves at like three to four miles an hour. You can't. Explosions are a lot no. different. I'm so out. This is I mean, very. Yeah, if, it's very tough. If I'm in that area, Bruce, I'm I'm just out. You know what I mean? Like, uh, especially if I have a family. Like, I'm gonna get out of there for a while, wait for this to calm down, 
I do whatever I can to make sure that I'm not in harm's way. If you're a single guy, maybe, you know, you, you have a little bit more freedom. You don't have to worry about anybody other than yourself. Then, then maybe you stay. But for me, like, you got to believe that this is going to calm down eventually. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe you take your holiday now or, or do whatever you can to just uh, relocate for a little bit. What scares me is I've been watching the news and I see these um, – these lava flows that are underground that mm-hmm. at any point can just sort of bubble up uh, underneath the surface and, and take right. out a road. And, and that's scary because you think that, you know, I'm pretty far away from the actual volcano, but you, you're not really any further away from any sort of danger. The other day they had like 18 fissures open, like oh you're describing. God, yeah. It's just, I mean, that's, it's crazy. Get, and, and so with that being said, it's like, I have been in, in, as we talk in the show, I mean, Growing and living in Malibu, I've been through the most horrific brush fires they've had, which you can just Google and see what that, what I mean. Right. I'm not I'm not saying anything of praise. It's just an experience that's just horrific, exciting, and and you learn a lot from it. At the same time, it's a very very weird experience. But I have been in that situation where stay at the house, stay at the house. Yeah. I can stay. No, I can't stay anymore. I got to get right, out of here. Right. Right. Well, I mean, let's talk about our buddy Gary Randall. You know, he nearly lost his brand new home. Yep. Uh, last year uh, due, due to fires. And, you know, I, I live in the Inland Empire, and not anywhere near Gary nor near Malibu and whatnot, but we had four or five fires uh, out here where I live near uh, Rancho Cucamonga. And, like, anywhere you are, no matter where you are, you can be in the Midwest, you can be in the, in the Southeast, you can be on the West Coast, you can be in Hawaii, you can be anywhere on this planet. And when Mother Nature is going to wreak havoc, there's not much you can do about it. I mean, uh, my wife's grandmother lost her house due to a tornado. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I know people that have been affected by uh, hurricanes, uh, you know, the wildfires what? out here. I mean, it, everywhere. There, there's nowhere that is safe for Mother Nature and natural disaster. What, what's that famous term? Don't screw. used to be an old TV commercial. Don't screw with Mother Nature. Right. You know, even, even when I go surfing, I used to be, make a ritual as a kid. I used to thank and bowed to Poseidon on my board before I would take my first wave. Like, please. Oh, Especially when I was in big, in big surf. I go, I'm here. This is your playground. I'm a guest. Yeah. Let me get out of this unscathed. Right. You know, that right. kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, and you have to have that attitude. Like, don't be afraid of it to where you don't enjoy nature, but, like, understand what Mother Nature is, is capable of. And, well, and it's, it's, it's a little bit terrifying, but you can't, you know, you can't compromise the way you want to live your life either. Well, speaking of terrifying, speaking of not compromising the way to live your life, and speaking of how top terrifying situations can occur, now that was Mother Nature. Let's talk about human nature. Mm. The UFC was in Rio de Janeiro, beautiful Rio de Janeiro, one of my favorite countries in the world, even though I'm not crazy about the flights, but I'm, I love going to Brazil. The, the fans there are amazing. The people are amazing. Can't say enough about my love for the Brazilian people. But now... I've always said, too, when people say, I want to go to Brazil, I tell them it's a beautiful country. If you turn right, you're in paradise. If you turn left, you could have a bad situation. So now we stayed at a lovely hotel, um, the host hotel in Brazil, and we're right across the street from the beach. Now, this is in the nicest part of Rio de Janeiro, Copacabana Beach, okay? We, as a, as, as a ritual... For many years, after the show, which ends about 2 in the morning, we get back about 3, we like to go sit at the beach cafes and, you know, order our burgers, you know, drinks and everything, right. talk, Right, when in relax. Rome, when in Rome, you know. When yeah. in Rome. Yeah, this and is, what we this do, is Rome in Brazil. Right, what we do is we watch the sunrise, okay? Mm-hmm. Well, the night before I arrived on Friday, 
approximately 20 UFC staffers, you know, people, employees of the UFC on uh, Thursday night were at this place that I like to go to. And they're just enjoying themselves. Three guys came up with guns, stuck them in their faces, and robbed every one of them. The main choice of robbery was iPhones, which I learned if you're a criminal with a record in Brazil, you can't buy a telephone. This is why one of the reasons that iPhones are a huge um, item that is stolen regularly. See, they took the that, ch- That's amazing to me because you can set up your iPhone to the where if anyone steals it from you, it's literally a paperweight. They can't reprogram it. They can't crack into it. I'm surprised that theft of Apple devices like this is a thing because really, I mean, if they're set up correctly, it's not worth anything. I'm not a tech guy, as you well know. I can't answer that. But they did take the jewelry. They did take the cash. And, you know, thank God in a way that the UFC security that they hire down there, which is uh, mostly off-duty police officers, when I understand, if one or two of them were there, that could have resulted in a shootout. Right. As happens all the time well, down there. Remember and, the and, fighter and some Paul, U.S. employees could have been hurt. Right. Remember the fighter uh, Paulo Tiago. Uh, he was part of uh, Brazilian special forces and their yes. police. And, and yes. the things that he experienced. I mean, they have some really bad crime down there. But their police officers, they engage it, it with very little uh, hesitation. And um, I hate to say it, I'm almost happy that those... Uh, police officers weren't there because they would have had no second thought, you know, basically engaging those uh, suspects, if you will, and Um, who knows. I'm very happy also. The UFC is very good at protecting us in what they do, even though this happened. They send us letters. Um, We had to get shots, you know, typhoid, yellow fever, all that, because there's things going on right now. Uh, Also, too, they instruct Everybody going down there from fighter to employee, no matter who you are, you get the letter. They're very good about this, informing us. And one of the things there is do not walk with your iPhone in your hand. Do not. I mean, there was another incident. An iPhone was stolen out in front of the hotel. One of the people in those 20 people, I was informed, it's the third time that he was robbed since he's been down there. I'm not trying to paint a horrific picture of Brazil, but the locals told me since the Olympics, crime has gotten a lot worse. Wow. And, and that we'll leave it at that. Let's talk about the show. <clears throat> and again, I love Brazil. All you Brazilian fans that listen to this time radio, hey, you know how much I love you. This stuff can happen anywhere in this country as well. I mean, you and, have to be careful well, everywhere, you, everywhere. You started this segment talking about human nature. And I'm sorry, Buff, but it's true. Unfortunately, uh, it is human nature for a lot of humans to uh, do things like this. TJ, we had a horrific incident here. And I'm going to say one last thing on a negative, but there was a. a a man with his with his son and his daughter in Camarillo, California, up north, an area by the beach that has very little crime. Okay, he's sitting in one of the nicest restaurants with his daughter on his lap and his son next to him and his wife at the table. And a homeless man came in and stabbed him in the neck and killed him in front of his kids for no reason whatsoever. Turned out the man is mentally, uh, you know, mental issues. He was right. found and arrested. You are not safe everywhere. I'm going to give the bit of advice I always give on the show. Used to be and still is that you walk in a room and you watch the exits like you go on a plane, you know the exits in case of fire situations. I sit with my back to the wall so I can see everything. I've always been that way in case something happens. I know how to get out of the table. I never Mm. sit in. I'm on the end. I'm always ready to move. As And I'm not saying everybody has to be as strictly... Um, observant as I am, but you should always know where the entrances are. You should always have a good idea of where you're at in case something happens. That goes for movie theaters, plays, concerts, you name it. 
be aware. It's one of the key things of what I call self-defense. On that note, I want to go into another situation. TJ, I don't know what's going on. Three windows in three weeks on three airplanes have cracked or opened up. We just had a situation this week on what they call Shoshone Airlines. The co-pilot, the, the plane cracked at 30,000 feet. The co-pilot's seatbelt was on. He was sucked halfway through the window, TJ. You know, when that, when that happens, you, a whole body can actually get sucked right through that little window. Okay. The cabin pressure went down. The actual degrees went to minus 30 to minus 40 degrees Celsius because they were up at 30,000 feet. It was very hard to land the plane. The pilot suffered scratches and a, and a sprained wrist. Thank God for his seatbelt. Uh, flight, flight attendants were injured. They were serving food at the time that it happened, but they managed to land the plane. That's number one. The other two instances happened on Southwest where they had to make an emergency landing where another person was sucked into the window. Okay. Um, TJ, I've been flying forever and I fly all the time. Right. In all my life, I have never heard beyond a James Bond movie called Goldfinger where Blofeld went right out the, uh, you know, not Blo whatever his name was, the, the villain. James Bond uh, shot the window in the final scene and he, his big fat body, excuse my French for saying fat, but uh, he was a heavy guy, sucked right through a tiny window, which can happen. That's the only time I've ever heard about this. Now it's happening for real in life. Windows, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, uh, once or twice or incidents, you know, three times, that's a trend. Um, yeah. And, and that's what's very concerning is this, are all these planes similar? Were they released at the same time? Were maintenance records not taken care of? Is it something more, you know, nefarious? Is this, you know, is someone doing this? I, I have no idea. But, uh, I mean, I, I've been on a plane in the last few weeks a couple times, and it's it's hard to, to look at those windows and, and not think differently. Agreed. Now, how about looking at your at your friends? I mean, I'm not a smoker. I, you're, I know you're not a smoker, but we know many people that vape, you know, the, the vaping. Okay, they stop smoking. They're using vape pens, whatever. Here's another one for you, just like what we just talked about. An ex-CNBC producer was burned over 80% of his body, and he died, okay? And what happened was is they found that he was killed when his e-cigarette exploded and it lodged into his skull. Oh, my God. Okay? So he died on Cinco de Mayo. This is in St. Petersburg, Florida. They, they figured out the vape pen ignited a fire in his bedroom. So the autopsy results came out, and they reportedly showed the e-cigarette not only exploded and started the blaze, but it made a projectile wound in this gentleman's name, uh, Wakeman de Ilia, Skull. He's a 38-year-old man. The vape pen was poorly device made in the Philippines. It's unregulated. It's not recommended for beginners. It's still unclear what caused the pen to explode. But this is another example. I'm not saying anything about the vape pen industry, but the fact that this was a unregulated pen, it's kind of like somebody going to the market and buying, uh, buying uh how do I say this? Uh, fabricated marijuana, which we've heard a lot of stories about right. in professional athletes. I think they call it spice. Spot, whatever. I, I'm not, I don't know because I'm not into that stuff. But, but well, the, me the neither, thing... but I still know what popular culture calls things. <laughs> okay, that's why I have you on the show, TJ. My goodness. My weaknesses are your strengths, and your strengths are my weaknesses. Yeah. Your strengths are my weaknesses, shall we say. That's a good relationship if you think about it. So... All I know is if you're going to spend your 50 bucks, 20 bucks, 15 bucks to buy, buy one that's one of the best on the market. You're trying to, you're trying to get the best service for your, your 
addictive or physical needs or recreational needs, buy the best item. Don't buy these stuff that's unregulated just to save a few bucks or over the internet. You really are taking a chance. And this is pure example of such. Next up, the Parkland school resource officer that was, you know, decried and criticized because he stayed outside the school, um, you know, during that horrific Parkland shooting that occurred yeah. a couple months ago. Well, he just, you know, he, they, people have called him a coward for his actions. I'm just talking about what's being reported. And he basically retired, and now he's getting a pension of $8,700 a month. So I don't know what's going to happen to him. That's a hell it's of a pension. It's a heck. It, really, that is a hell of a pension. I mean, good for him. I, I, yeah. Aside from what happened to right. Parkland that he's being criticized for, he did still serve his time. Well, because so, this has nothing to do with the other thing. You know no, what it, I mean? does not. And, it does not. It does uh, not. Unfortunately, he's in the public eye, and, you know, he, he didn't do what many people would expect someone to do uh, that is tasked with that uh, right. role. But he, he, he didn't. Um, you know, uh, I hate to say it. This really isn't news. This is news because of one incident. Uh, I'm blown away that this man gets that big of a pension for being um, an, an officer. I think more often than not, we would agree that officers that risk their lives every day, they should get a pension. Absolutely. Like that. Uh, I, I wish that teachers got pensions like that. I wish that public servants that make our lives significantly better and have impacts on our lives uh, receive pensions like that. But again, this has nothing to do with how that officer acted that day um, and, and, and how much money he's making uh, in, in retirement. That is absolutely correct. And, uh, you know, you... As I say, you serve the time, you deserve what you get for it, and I didn't mean that as a crime. Right. You serve the time. And my, my brother, you know, retired police officer, he's got a nice pension and well, right. well, well deserved. Right. So you want to believe that we get what we put in, right? Yes, but also at the same time for this man here, named, um, basically, he has already been included in wrongful death suits from people that are suing uh, Parkland School and ever. So and they might not be wrong. I mean, they they may uh, they may have a case there. Uh, yeah, that, that's we'll for a court to decide, but. Um, the bottom line is, is this, like how many lives has this man maybe saved that we don't know about, you know, we don't, we don't know the whole story and we shouldn't be defined by one moment in time. I I really don't believe that there are so many situations that we are in, in our lives. And, and again, I'm not saying that this man, uh, you know, should have acted the way he did because that's not the case. Maybe we would have, you know, kids alive today that, that aren't, um, if he had acted accordingly, but. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. You know, it's it's an unfortunate situation, and uh, you know there, there are lawsuits filed, and we'll see how those play out. See how it plays out. Now, you know, another situation that occurred, um, going back to our combustible vape pen story, mm. Apple has been sued. Okay, because if you remember the crash of Egypt Air Flight Eight Hundred Four, it crashed in the Mediterranean Sea. It killed sixty six people. Okay. Well, they've done um, basically they've done a study according to a new lawsuit. Okay, the families of several of the victims, uh, this crash happened in 2016, claimed the tragedy was the co-pilot had an iPhone 6S. It was either an iPhone 6S or an iPad mini. It overheated in the cockpit catching fire, and they claim that's why the phone, the, the plane went down, that the iPhone caused a fire in the plane, which caused it to crash. That's a lawsuit that's just been filed by families against Apple. Wow. Um, yeah. You know, we've seen this over the last couple of years. I think it was like a Samsung Galaxy phone. Uh, that started fire. Um, it has something to do with the, the batteries in the phone and uh, the pressure, I believe. Yeah, it's uh, a big story. Big yeah, story. yeah. It's it's. 
I don't know. Uh, we need to – and going back to the, the vape pen, like you were saying, like there's something with technology and the batteries that we use in these devices that can't handle the heat. And, and when they get to a certain point, it ends very violently. And, uh, you know, flames erupt. And, and, you know, when you're, you know, 35,000 feet in the air or whatever, uh, obviously it's not good to have a fire, especially in the cockpit. Absolutely, exactly. I'm, I'm guess yeah. I'm wondering why the, the the pilots are even allowed to have uh, personal cell phone devices or electronic uh, devices in the cockpit. Why? Oh, because of the fact it would affect. The, well, if they're off, they're off. It so, doesn't. It know. doesn't matter. Why do you even have them in the cockpit? Maybe if this would have been located somewhere else in the plane, we want. I mean, not that you want to prioritize where fires can and can't happen in a plane. They should never happen. But now that we know that, you know, batteries are susceptible to uh, igniting flames, uh, maybe we shouldn't have them in the cockpit. Gotcha. You, can't well, you, use know, them. you know what I mean? The pilots can't use them in the cockpit. No, you, you can't use them. And there, there's, you know, there's a scuttlebutt out there about the fact that it really has no effect on the plane. Eventually, you know, you'll be allowed to keep your phones on. Well, you can keep your like, phones on now. You just can't have the data service. The data. Running. Right. But I mean, at this no, point, no, no, there's a, no, there's new talk about being able to keep your cell phones on and being able to make calls. They're not going to work, though. I mean, that's the thing. I know. I've had I my know, phone on multiple times uh, in flight by accident. I just forget to turn it off, and, and yeah, it, it doesn't work. But, again, like, phones at, at you know, 40,000 feet in the air, I'm not worried about data interfering with anything. I'm worried about these damn things starting on fire. I'm with you. I'm with you. Well, it's a situation like this, tragically, that, you know, will the legal lawmakers in whatever country they're in, this gives them the fodder they need to make decisions that are appropriate for the future. Right. On another lawsuit, as we're talking about lawsuits, um, when you do reality shows, like let's take in this case when I'm talking about a survivor, one of the longest, most successful running reality shows in the history of reality shows. Well, they just finished a season, and there's a couple, Alec Merlino and Kara Kay, and what they did is they signed NDAs, which are non-disclosure agreements. You cannot let people know you're on the show. You cannot talk about the show. You can't do anything until the show airs. So they took a picture with a subtle subtitle saying F it, one of the more popular classless terms these days used by a lot of people, uh, which fueled rumors they were on the show. Now, the rumors were true. So now what happens is the producers are really pissed off at them for breaking protocol. They're looking at possible legal action. And this is how much they'll be sued for, $5 million. Now, they're already withholding their prize money, um, potentially, and all this happens. Dumb, 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 dumb. You finally get a chance to be on a reality show. This is your dream. You make it, and then you violate it. This is, this is not an intelligent move by these two people. No. So people, you have a chance to be on a reality show, you better be able to keep a secret. That's one down. It, Next up. I'm sorry. It, well, go this ahead. goes back to the just core basic principles of business, Buff. Like, for whatever reason, the hardest thing for some people to do is just keep their mouth shut. Yep. And, uh, yep. you know, NDAs, they're around for a reason. And really, they only have teeth if when someone like this makes a mistake – that they're held to task for it. And uh, unfortunately, I mean, I, I don't ever wish, uh, you know, bad things on, on people, but, you know, th this this is a, a legal precedent that you have to set. If you sign an NDA, you'd better honor it or, you know, be prepared to pay the consequences. Agreed. I'm not going very far. I'm in a rush. It's too uncomfortable. Sometimes I just forget. If you used any of these excuses, you're putting yourself at risk of injury or death. And it could also cost you lots of money. Cops are writing tickets, so why take the risk? Do the smart thing and start buckling up every trip, day or night. Click it.
or ticket. But are you familiar with the actor Tom Sizemore? He was Heidi Fleiss's boyfriend. He was in yeah, Saving Private I, Ryan. I saw the story you're going to get to, and this is just, yeah. It's just, you know, this guy has been brought. I, I did a movie with him. I did a movie called Play It to the Bone. Michael and I were both in the movie. I'll never forget the time I was in this. So he's not one of my favorite people, only because of my interaction with him. Uh, he's also had drug issues in the past. He's been uh, accused of uh, abuse, physical abuse on girlfriends. I think Heidi Fleiss was a situation, if I'm not mistaken. So we're filming this movie, and I'm there with one of the well-known boxing, you know, I'm firm but I'm fair, if you remember the boxing referee. If you were, well, you're not really a big boxing watcher, but the only boxing any, referee I know is Mills Lane. Okay, that's fine. Well, he's up there with us. So anyway, we're filming the scene, and we're in the middle. I'm with Antonio Banderas. It's a fight scene, and the referee flubbed a line. He's not an actor, and then Sizemore is in his position in the audience, and he stands up and he goes, "Why don't you get an F an actor?" Which is really insulting, right, man? I'm telling you, this ref was going to beat the bejesus out of him. I had to hold him back. We're talking about a guy who's not an actor. It's it's like you just right. insulted me. Well, That's different. I mean, Sizemore is a very volatile individual, very high energy, excellent actor. He's put in some fantastic performances for the character acting that he's sure. done, but he's just been accused. Let's go back to 2003 during the making of Natural Born Killers, a very popular movie where he basically touched an 11-year-old child actress inappropriately uh, who worked on it, now he's being sued because at this point, some 15 years later, it's caused lifelong damage according to the lawsuit, and the suit alleges that he touched the girl underneath her underwear during a scene, placing his hand on her private parts, which happened in the presence of 20 people, including the girl's mother. So, another this is, you know, PS, uh, what the claims are emotional problems, substance addictions, PTSD, instability, this is what these lawsuits happen. The woman's asking for $3 million in damages. So, again... You play, you pay. If this is what happened, and you and I firmly believe this, we don't have to go into our long dissertation, but these stories are coming out, and hopefully it stops this kind of abuse. Whether this is alleged, true or not, this is an example of abuse that's horrific and wrong. That's really all I can say. Yeah, I mean, I echo your sentiments. Yep. Now, Stan Lee's back in the news. So remember Stanley we talked about and he was he's another one that got sued the other day by I think it was a massage therapist claiming uh, inappropriate action by Stan. Now he's been in, in the news for thievery, uh, elderly abuse accusations that happened against him. The other situation, like I mentioned just before, where he's involved in a lawsuit. Now he's coming back, and his ex business partners he, they feel he. Um, in the suit, took advantage of what they call a grieving old man battling to save his sight, stole his good name. He's suing Pal Entertainment, including its CEO and other employees, a company which with whom he co-founded for a whopping billion dollars. Wow. He filed a billion-dollar lawsuit. So Unbelievable. Anyway, unbelievable. unbelievable. I, I mean, you can sue for any amount of money you want to, but uh, a billion, right. I— well, a when, billion. I, when I saw the story, I had uh, to, to look and make sure that it was a B and not an M because it was, yeah, billion, not million, billion. Well, the negotiations, Lee claims he was in poor health, dealing with vision loss, which was called uh, due to a thing called macular degeneration. And as he was grieving over the loss of his wife. And uh, all this is in the suit. But, you know, Stan Lee's back in the news. It's amazing. At his age, he's staying relevant as I as I open up my newspaper every day or, or my Internet, shall we say. Right. Uh, 
you, we talked about Michael Buffer, my legendary iconic brother. Let's get ready to rumble. Was uh, hit with the sprinkler system when he was making the announcement last uh, the other week in Liverpool. Do you remember that? Never heard of him. Who? Okay, <laughs> but you remember when we talked that story? Of course, right? Buff, he, yes. he finished it all. Well, this weekend, Michael's doing soccer, and I'm happy to say for our it's time listeners over in in Scotland that Michael will be there for the Scottish Cup final to introduce the Celtic and Motherswell players this Saturday. So Michael's on his way today. He's flying over to Europe, and this is not for boxing. Michael is now, as he is for many things, going to be there and do his thing and get those soccer players ready to rumble. Good for Michael. He's very excited about this. It's going to be a big a big, uh, big event. Uh, the rumble is powerful and uh, can be used for, uh, I truly believe this, anything, man. Like anything that you uh, want to set the tone, set the stage, uh, you, you get uh, you, you get one of the brothers buffer out there and either it's it's time or you rumble well thank you for that tj and i will tell you that when he gets out there we do paraphrase he does his paraphrasing i can do it's time for football it's time for basketball whatever but michael doesn't say let's get ready to rumble when he was at liverpool during the the chelsea game he says let's get ready for football that works too and when he does basketball like when he did the nba playoffs last year at the golden state warriors he does let's get ready for round ball, which we have trademarked. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. as, as you should. Like, no, no, again, no offense. Uh, the catchphrase is great. But I firmly believe that when you have either yourself or Michael, that's enough. That's that's the holy crap it's about to go down. You know what I mean? You are the two luminaries of, all right, it's time It's time to get serious. Well, thank you, TJ. I appreciate that. I'm going to have, speaking of what you said, I'm going to just tickle everybody's curiosity out there, but there's a couple of big announcements that are going to happen in the next three months, and we will make them right here on It's Time Radio relating to what you said. Now, with that being said, this just came over the newswire. The victims of Larry Nasser, the convicted sexual abuser of the gymnast, right. who's going to spend the rest of his life in prison, they just settled hundreds of lawsuits against Michigan State University on Wednesday. So now the victims, 300 of them, TJ, 300, they are going to receive portions of a $500 million settlement against Michigan State. Wow. $500 million. It's a half a billion dollars. And, oh, you know what? Considering what this asshole did to these kids. Oh, yeah. It should be $6 billion, you know? Yep. No, I wholeheartedly agree with you, Buff. Mm Mm-hmm. And part of the settlement includes setting aside $75 million in the event of future lawsuits, lawsuits mm. which you know are going to come out well, uh, I mean, against Nasser's abuse. You're essentially abuse. saying there's money up for grabs, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. and, and they know more is going to essentially come forward if they're setting that much money aside already. Well, I guess what this means is those of you looking to go to the Michigan State for your education, you're, <laughs> you're, it just the price just went up. Yeah, uh, like the price for public schooling isn't uh, uh, enough already when it comes to co- colleges and universities. My goodness. TJ, Rupert School, we got a report. He's 10 years old. Uh huh. They've already found kids passing Adderall off to other kids. Yeah, we talked about this last week. It's nuts. I know. I, it just came up again. It's just, it's, just, it's just nuts. And Rupert's, there's bullying situations going on at school now. Um, you know, with some of his friends and stuff. And and some of the parents, you know, this bullying situation, which I'm very big on. And anybody out there, I will do everything I can to make people aware of the bully situation. When it comes to kids, military, and animals, I'm always willing to do what I can to support and make sure that everybody's healthy and safe. 
But uh, it's bad. Kids are going into therapy. I'm learning all this from Kristen. You know, it's like young kids, they have to go to therapy, you know, with the bullying and stuff like that. And they make this available in the school. That's a good thing because they do need, you know, help if, it, if it's too much for them to handle. Right. So I, I can't say that very much. But I'm sure with your son, as he goes to school, you know, you're going to have the talk about all the things you need to talk about, you know, to keep him aware. I've already done it. Good man. Good man. Speaking of your son... I've asked you this before. Is he playing Fortnite? No. Okay. This craze goes on. There was a story about how the Boston Red Sox are addicted in the clubhouse. NBA players are addicted. My boys love this game. They have two hours of playtime a day. Um, I even have my setup here at the home when they when they come over after school because I want to keep them happy. And, you know, it gives us a common ground to talk and stuff like that. But I have never seen a video game having been a person who's actually been involved in making three video games, selling a ton of them, and loving video games all the years I have, and being a gamer myself to a degree, I have never seen a game as successful or as crazed as this game, and it will go on. The game is called Fortnite. I'm sure the listeners everyone out there... Everyone knows, yeah. Everyone, everyone knows. knows. Everyone knows. So I wish I made the game. <laughs> That's well, it's all free. I can say. It's a free game. That's what's crazy yeah, about but, it. Yeah, but you got to still... I mean, believe me, Henry turns... Um, is it okay if I spend three ninety nine to get this new skin? No. Is it okay if I get ten dollars? No. Spend ten dollars to get all these new things. No. They're spending money every week. I don't spend any money. I pl- I play. I, well, I mean, I play a different version of it, but I've never spent a single dollar on it, nor do I need to. But there are, out of the forty plus fifty plus million people playing it. Oh yeah. Believe me, if you just have ten million people, pay five buff, bucks buff. a month. The do the math. The first twenty four hours it was on the Apple uh, store, it made a million dollars. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, crazy. Okay, on a last note, we all love talking about collectibles. Um, a controversial nude painting makes history. If you look at this painting, it's, it's you know, as a lot of paintings seem, it seems very simple. The, it's by an Italian artist named Amadeo Modigliani, right? It's now become one of the most expensive artworks ever sold. It's a painting done in 1917. And to describe it to you, it's very simply a woman nude lying on her side, uh, with her back to you and her head turning around looking at you from the painting, right? The painting just sold for $157.2 million at Sotheby's in New York on Monday. Wow. The highest auction price ever at the Sotheby's auction to be paid for a piece of art. Wow. Crazy wow. stuff. Crazy stuff. Crazy. Hell of an investment. Yep, it's, it is. And I'm going to tell everybody again, I'm, I, Wax Packs, 1971 Wax Pack, Baseball Wax Pack, wax pack Grade PSA 7, uh, just sold for $3,300. I bought a PSA 6 two years ago for $485. Just that simple 6 to 7 PSA grading, for those of you that understand what I'm talking about, made a difference of $2,000 because mine at a grade six recently sold for $1,200. I've already made three times my money, almost 300% increase in value on this gold brick in two years. I am telling you again, if you buy properly graded PSA or what they call GAI, G-A-I, graded wax packs, unopened cards from pre-1975 for a good price, you can search eBay for them all the time. Hold on to those cards, those packs, Graded properly, six and above, for three years, chances are you will double your money, minimum. Nice little investments. It could be a $400, $200, $4,000 or $2,000 investment. That is your choice. Graded, unopened, wax pack cards, 
baseball, football, basketball pre-1975 or the 1986 Fleer edition. Cut, done. That's my advice for the day. TJ, I'm pretty well done right now. Um, looking forward to going to Liverpool, England next week. Uh, going to have a lot to do here at home, work-wise and otherwise. And uh, anything you need to tell us before we go, TJ? Well, people need to keep those recordings and videos coming. You can get them over at BruceBuffer.com. Uh, if you haven't done it yet, I don't know what you're waiting for. Father's Day is coming up, so I'm sure a lot of dads would love something uh, along those lines. And uh, even if it's not a gift, you got a company corporate event, go over there, BruceBuffer.com. Uh, get those recordings, get the videos. Uh, all can be satisfied by uh, the voice himself and, and, and Bruce Buffer, so go do it. Well, thank you, TJ. I appreciate that. We got, I'm actually got six videos to do today, a bunch of recordings. The championship recordings, like for your father on Father's Day, are incredible. I could give you the best championship recording. Presenting the champion father of the world! Take it from there. There you go. All right. All right, everybody. Have a great week. TJ, thank you so much. We'll be back next week. I've got a very interesting uh, couple of guests that are wanting to be on the show. We'll make that announcement at the beginning of the week. Everybody, treat everybody around you with respect. Treat everybody the way you wish to be treated. Be positive. Be a role model to your sphere of influence. Set your goals. Educate yourself about them. Write them down. Step on that path you choose, but be the best you can be. It's all about winning. That's what we're about on this time radio. Have a great week. We love all of you. We'll be back next week. Buffer out. The preceding podcast was a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be directed to DeSantisProd at gmail.com. <sighs> Sorry I'm late, everyone. It's all right. The meeting's just getting started. Are you in your closet? Yeah, it's the quietest place. <gasps> ah, not the roomiest, though. Getting closer with your closet these days? That uh, dinosaur costume behind you? What? No. <laughs> the Container Store's custom closet sale is here to help with up to 25% off closet systems and free virtual in-home closet design. Who wants Sean to put on the dino suit? Really, guys? The Container Store, where space comes from. Total Wine & More announces points with a purpose. Now through September 13th, collect five times points on wines and spirits. Points earned equals a matching donation to local charities. Up to $2 million in total. Shop with us today or visit TotalWine.com. Terms and conditions apply.